0: Love what you hear? Be sure to check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash finish the fight for exclusive episodes, insights, and even our D&D adventure. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? This is Spartan 117. Anyone hear me? Over. Isolate that signal. Master Chief, you mind telling me what you're doing on that ship? Sir, finishing this fight.
1: All right, welcome back everyone to Finish the Fight, a Halo podcast. I am your host, Jesse Reiners. And I am your host, Alex Kendall. And again, before we get into today's episode, we always want to talk about any kind of updates we've had within Halo Media or the universe itself. So the big thing is that we got a sneak peek into Halo Reach on PC Mm -hmm. for an hour-long stream, and it was pretty cool. I thought it looked really good. You've started to see some comparison videos come out of Halo Reach on the Xbox versus Halo Reach on PC, and it just the, the graphics look better. The overall, like, controls and the motion, they just look a lot more fluid. Like, I I like it a lot.
0: Yeah, it looks fantastic. And, like, the one other bit that's really cool that we had touched on on our previous uh, MCC to PC episode was flight testing. And at that point, there was really no determined date because they were kind of realizing how hard it would be. To get this PC port coming over, mm-hmm. um, but from then we've kind of learned that this month, uh, June of 2019, is when we're supposed to be looking at a flight test.
1: Yeah, so basically any minute now. Uh, as always, we're recording this episode on a Monday, so even by the time this episode comes out this Friday, it could possibly you know be out. And it's also uh, it's E3 week. Well, it's it's about to be E3 week. Yeah. This Sunday, three o'clock Central Time, you know, we're going to be watching the Halo Infinite trailer and. Trying not to scream too loud in the studio.
0: Yeah, so we'll we'll be giving you guys some updates on that. Um, As things come about for Sunday, we have some cool special plans for it. Mm -hmm. So we'll let you know uh, through our social media channels and what we'll have going on. Yeah, and so now moving on, we have today's
1: topic at hand, which is basically could we survive a modern-day flood outbreak? And this episode's going to be really, really cool uh, because it's not really just going to be like a quick yes or no kind of answer it's it's going to be more about breaking
0: this stuff down right yeah jesse and i started talking about this i mean kind of when we started doing the podcast was when we ran back through halo combat evolved and just started talking about the flood and just the different properties it had and how it actually compares as a zombie species in media as opposed to other zombie species starting with like joe j romero zombies and 28 Days Later Zombies. So we're going to kind of start there on how zombies in media came about. Yeah, There's plenty of other things that you can talk about in in ancient cultures and things, and how real life they were viewed, but we're going to kind of leave that out and just focus specifically on how the media has treated them.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and even break it down more into, okay, we'll talk about what happens and what kind of official plans there are for a modern outbreak, and then we'll look at the same thing with the flood. We'll break it down on who you know, who or what the Flood are and what would happen in modern times versus, you know, how it's dealt with within the Halo universe.
0: Exactly. So to start this off, we'll talk about the OG King of Zombies, which is George A. Romero, who came out with Night of the Living Dead in 1968. Mm -hmm. And this was really the first time that we see zombies on screen. They're called zombies. Mm -hmm. And... This is coined the George A. Romero zombies, which are slow, kind of in mass, rambling. Uh, you just can't escape them, and they feast in the living. So this is kind of where you're seeing that they want the brains. Yeah, the, that
1: cliche, you know, brains. What was, what was that movie where the, the zombies were saying it a lot? Were they saying it in this one? I don't remember. I, I haven't seen that movie. I, I've seen that movie twice, and the last time I saw it was like three or four years ago,
0: I'll be honest. Yeah, like I, I went through a period... When I started reading Walking Dead comics years and mm-hmm. years ago, where I just went through all the zombie media yeah. from it and just kind of always kind of step back into that. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, so you have that. And then after that, you have another subsection of zombies came out, which was in for me. And this this is these are just my notes that I'm going through with this. But in 28 Days Later, this is great movie. It's a fantastic movie. I can't wait for a hopefully 28 months later, which will never happen then they do it? Oh, they did the 28 Weeks 28 Later. 28 Weeks Later, which yeah. is great as well. Uh, so this is where you see fast zombies. It's not just these shamblers that are walking around, like walkers, as, yeah. as they're called in Walking Dead, but in just general zombie lore. Uh, so you've got kind of sprinters... And this is where we also see that it's not just, like, a zombie bite that'll turn you. It's actually, like, just the blood and everything, like, that's within it. Yeah. Like mean, If you a, if you get a drop of blood, like, in your eyes, you see in one of the scenes, like, yeah. you turn mm-hmm. just from that. It's more of a rage virus and less of, like, this, like, I-need-to-feast-your-brains virus. It's just, like, this this
1: violence and malevolence that takes you over and you just want to destroy any living thing. Yeah.
0: and And, and this is almost the same time. So a year later... Is when we see the Walking Dead comic, which clearly copied the intro scene for twenty-eight days later. Yeah. Because you have both the main character in 28 days and Rick in the Walking Dead waking up in a hospital, already like knees deep into the zombie apocalypse, not knowing what's going on. Yeah. And then trying to find survivors after that. Yeah.
1: And I mean, those those comics are great. Uh for they're definitely 18 plus just an fyi but they're very good it it later on gives kind of this new perspective of surviving in a post-apocalyptic world with the zombies uh Mm -hmm. alex and i have read a lot of those those issues i think i probably fell off at like 160 or something
0: pretty much when i fell off at the show as well was when like they've already dealt with negan for the most part at their camp and have captured him and that's Spoiler. But that's also kind of (laughs) where, like, I left off. But I I was enthralled with this comic book series. Like, I own the original number two, number three, Mm. number four, like, all these original ones from it. Um, And it still has a special place in my heart. I know it's kind of being whored out with AMC trying to push Fear the Walking Dead, The Walking Dead, and the audience base is kind of worn off. Yeah, and I'm sure there will be a third spinoff, because why not? Because why not? Throwing throwing shit at the wall and see what sticks. Exactly. But that's here nor there. Um, But... What uh, Robert Kirkman does give us in The Walking Dead is that Romero-style zombie, Mm -hmm. that kind of shambler walk, um, but they also give us the introduction of, another spoiler for Walking Dead, that everyone already has that kind of zombie virus inside of them. Yeah, I I loved that twist. Yeah, and that it activates when you die, and that's why you have to deal with the brain, Mm -hmm. and that just gives us a special reason to deal with that. Um, And it also introduces uh, more of a dramatic storyline that the real threat is humanity yeah and, and like every time someone dies even if they like
1: get shot in the side and they bleed out you have to you have to then shoot them in the head so it's always that dark twist of like occasionally you see a character everyone has to say their goodbyes and then one person has to decide like who's gonna be the one person to mm-hmm. to like stab them in the head like and half the time it's like their loved one, so it's always like that dark twist
0: yeah because they have to do that right at the beginning in walking dead i forget both the sisters andrea I think it is has to shoot her little sister in the head. I think I I haven't seen that show in a minute. At least started from the beginning. It's been a few years. Yeah, it's and and this is also kind of a comparison to the Walking Dead zombies we have is like the the White Walkers. Mm-hmm. Um, you can die, but you have to be burned. Yeah. Otherwise, you can still be raised. So I mean, everyone kind of takes their their own liberties on it. And another one that does is Max Brooks, which is Mel Brooks's son. Did not know that. Didn't know that until he started and researched into it. Huh. Um, so he is the man famous for writing The Zombie Survival Guide, uh, which is a fantastic book if you haven't checked it out. Uh, it's basically just a really, really cool, like, what if? What's in your arsenal? Mm-hmm. You know, what supplies should you carry? What shouldn't you carry? And also the man who wrote and then helped bring to screen was World War Z. Yeah, that that was a good book. It's very different from the
1: movie. Mm-hmm. Uh just because the I I like the concept of the book. The book is the zombie apocalypse came and went um and now this is a guy from the UN mm-hmm. who's in, basically making the official report about it. Yes. And then the movie is more so um how cool can we make Brad Pitt? fighting a bunch of zombies
0: yeah they basically took the kind of boring storyline in the book but Mm -hmm. it was the most action-packed to make it into a a movie uh because the the book is great it's a documentary style as jesse Mm -hmm. was saying where it it basically notates from all these people from across the world on how these different outbreaks affected certain areas and world war z brought us the idea of okay let's say zombies can run but let's also say they can pile up and climb yeah. walls. Let's and, let's turn them into life-size ants. Yeah. Basically. And that's and that that was so neat to see on the screen. And if you haven't played the new World War Z game, which is kind of a left for dead spin-off, you do feel that en masse, which is yeah. so, so cool. That like these towers of zombies start to form and you basically have to shoot those down. It's really cool. So so we wanted to start off this for you guys and just kind of give this discussion on you know what what made a zombie so that kind of leads us into gaming media that has zombies in it Mm -hmm. and i'm sure anyone out there listening has played plenty of it whether like i said before with left for dead resident evil dead rising dead island i mean there's there's just so many different games and you're even seeing some newer ones crop up like Mm -hmm. seven days to die daisy last of us um you left out you left out Call of Duty
1: Zombies, of course. the OG, which Welkson and I to this day still play uh, Black Ops ones.
0: Oh yeah, it's great. It's got nuts right now with the, yeah. the new stuff, but it was a it was a it was a weird way to really keep you involved.
1: Yeah, and it's it was it was unique and not at the same time. I think they really capitalized on that. Mm-hmm. Like, and so it's again to this day we still play it because it's it's fun as hell to do to just see how long. How many hours you can put into this once you find out that running in a circle works for you? <laughs> yeah, just just doing your kite option you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: pretty much. Yeah, so it's it's cool to see that I, I think all of us at some point in our lives have been influenced by uh, zombie culture within mm-hmm. games, movies, books, television shows. I mean, plenty of stuff out there, and as opposed to you know other monsters werewolves like we have with Twilight or vampires or these other ones that still come and go, I think Uh zombies are always kind of that floating media that we were sick of them, and now it's back and everyone's kind of like, okay, cool. Yeah, especially
1: I remember, was it, like 2003 when it really blew— or not—back when it was, like, 2013 when it really blew up, when, like, The Walking Dead started picking up steam. Like, all of a sudden, you you go into any store and there's a zombie shirt. And even—that still kind of is, as you
0: said— Always present to this day, and I think it always will be. Yeah, when I was reading and researching this, I mean, they said the original kind of zombie, like, huge push we had in culture was in 02 when you did have 28 Days Later come out. Mm-hmm. 03, you had Shaun of the Dead, which gave a comedic element yeah. to zombies. And from there, it's teetered up and down. And then, like you said, when Walking Dead, the comic hit in 03, the show hit in 2010. Mm-hmm. And you had another spike in it. So it's, it's a really cool cultural element. And I found this quote from Simon Pegg, which will definitely lead us into talking about would we be prepared for zombies? Yeah. And will we be prepared for what they are? And so he's kind of poking fun at, you know, uh, vampires and werewolves of the time saying, you know, where their pointy tooth cousins are all about sex and bestial savagery. The zombie trumps all by personifying our deepest fear death yeah because if you think about
1: it for the most part with like worlds you just kind of become part of that that phenomenon where you survive being attacked by a werewolf you're now a werewolf with a zombie you do become a zombie but you're dead like you lose your your humanity
0: exactly and it's it's not like it's you know you can't glamorize it in a way mm-hmm. and it's, it's it's relentless and and you you can't stop it like there's yeah you can kill zombies but then there's more zombies and there's things that happen and like you said with with Walking Dead always having that virus inside of you like yeah, you're you're a ticking time bomb yeah no matter what you will become it um this doesn't mean
1: like we're just gonna disregard what is that movie Warm Bodies where like zombies Warm kind bodies. of know the one guy knows let's just forget about that that doesn't exist in this in yeah this I, would, episode. I would
0: I would take humoristic zombie movies are just us trying to make light of death, even yeah. though
1: it is inevitable. Exactly. <laughs> so now let's go on to, you know, right now as we're recording, zombie outbreak happens. Mm-hmm. What do we do?
0: So from this is from the zombie fandom. Uh, so this is kind of what you would call the class of zombies, kind of like how you'd have a, a class of hurricane and mm-hmm. kind of when you seek shelter, things like that. So it's listed that there are four stages... Of, let's say a, a zombie outbreak. We don't want to call it an apocalypse yet. Yeah, it's a zombie no. outbreak. We're seeing that stuff's happening. We might contain it. You never know. You never know. So I'll start this off with class one. Mm-hmm. It's low level outbreak, and it's it's used in rural areas. And you'll see that in, in typically, like in shows and stuff. There's always like some random zombie on a farm. Or it's like a farmer neighborhood. Yeah, no in between. It's like a neighborhood outs It's a burb yeah. outside of the city. It's a burb by itself for some reason. <laughs> or it's someone in his barn. And uh, so it's 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 one to twenty zombies. So it's like this tiny tiny containment. Uh, the the outbreak ranges from twenty four hours to fourteen days. I guess depending on where your containment field is and how it does. Mm-hmm. And it usually goes unnoticed for locals, except for locals. Sorry. And it's treated as if those were homicides, as if, you know, like there was like this outbreak and, you know, someone got shot in the head. And it's a homicide. Yeah. And it's not treated as, you know, a zombie outbreak. Cause you're like, this doesn't exist type mm-hmm. thing. Yeah.
1: yeah. And then there's uh, there's class two, which is uh, it, it becomes urban or densely rural areas. This goes now to uh, about 20 to 100 zombies. So that's at the point where it's kind of. Get a little
0: scary. It's picking up. There's there's yeah. stuff
1: going on. Several hundred casualties at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really starting to to make a dent. And then uh, this may it may last as long as stage one. Uh, with a bigger response. And this this point where we're going to see start seeing the national guard or the military. Like we're starting to actually have to combat this. And all of a sudden, we're starting to see this in in media and in, in the press. You know, mm-hmm. we're seeing the papers and the news. Uh, kind of. And this is kind of an unrealistic thing. But remember, when was it that all of a sudden there were the, quote, zombie attacks in Florida because of the bath assaults oh, Yeah, which weren't, weren't really kind of zombies. Oh, we don't stuff. know. That might have like, been a class two. It, it could have been a cover up. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. So at that point is when it's starting to get serious. It's something that, that's starting to break what we thought we could contain.
0: Yeah, and and it's seen as uh media-wise, if these were like riots and a bunch of people died or some mm. mass murder took over type thing. Well, it, hundreds of casualties at that point, is especially when the media is like, ooh, cool story. Yeah, and, and obviously, once again, we're going from the viewpoint of we've never seen a zombie or heard of a zombie. So mm. it's it's kind of like, you know, that's fictitious. Like this was mm. probably just some crazy thing that happened.
1: Yeah, like like kind of like how The Walking Dead is, because mm-hmm. they never say the word zombie and it doesn't exist within that universe exactly and you know you don't want to get sued by it (laughs) (laughs) isn't zombie a a trademark term yeah kind of knew that i kind of didn't but now it's official tell this at the next party you go to listeners
0: boom (laughs) so what about class uh class three so class three you're kind of getting to you know a bigger hurricane this is definitely where you should seek shelter you're Mm -hmm. gonna have some wind damage you're gonna have (laughs) property damage uh so this is the beginning of a true crisis and a threat to humanity i mean this is when you are actually like oh we are screwed right now Mm -hmm. Um, so you have numbers of zombies in the thousands and so an outbreak like this could last several months um, because you're starting to see, obviously, thousands of zombies mm-hmm. that are getting into cities, getting past those rural areas we keep talking about because those are gone. Yeah. And this is where you see a state of emergency is declared.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, a, it's like to the point, the way I look at it is that, uh, like, there's a possibility you know someone that's died from this. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's to the point where it is. And now you have to, like, really think and you have to start contacting people. Like, are you still alive? Like, I, I guess this is the point Facebook would put... Uh, that thing where you can Are mark, you safe? yeah, you can mark safe from the zombie apocalypse, you know?
0: Yeah. And, th- and this is where if you play ever play the game Pandemic, where people start to notice that you got a virus going on. I have never played that game. It's a good game. Maybe we'll have to play it sometime. We'll have to play it sometime. <laughs> so, yeah, so so this is where you have state of emergency and the military fully intervenes. It's not just like mm-hmm. the National Guard sending some troop out or, you know, hovers close. This is where the full military presence will be there. Martial law is put in, restricted travel, ration supplies, and trying to make sure that people stay safe. But as with anything that happens like this, you're going to have rioting. You're going to have looting. You're going to have panic. And that's all to be expected because you have police presence elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it's tough. and then this is where we see those living in those infested areas as we kind of see in 28 weeks later when they're kind of containing everybody into a city and everyone outside is an infected zone, yeah, that you have to fight your yourself. You have to fight to survive. Yeah, basically the government's
1: like, listen, uh, it'll cost us more than it will to save you. like you just have to fend for yourself basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so now we're at the final stage, which is uh,
0: just the end, worldwide domination. And the thing with this, if you get to stage four, Mm -hmm. it can happen to anyone. Even if your government had the perfect thing set in place Mm -hmm. and you had the perfect circumstance to take care of it, it's still plausible that this could happen based on other governments not having supplies they need Mm -hmm. or just not listening. Or as we see in plenty of other cases in media or just anything happens in general, you want to be with your family. So as president of wherever you are, you might just be like, screw you guys. I'm with my family. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of falls to chaos. Yeah. Well, even like the same thing with like the police and the
1: military. Mm -hmm. Like they're like, listen, we're fighting, losing battle. I want to go die with my family. Exactly. Which is so morbid and crazy to think about. But it happens. I mean, mean, well, absolutely. Like it's I'm not saying like I'm not being like those dickheads are leaving. It's like, no, absolutely. I think we'd all want to just bunker up with our families you know and and also it's like basically the government is collapsing the world is collapsing around us there's no order at this point it's turning into that that walking dead scenario of like we have that quote new world order where Mm -hmm. it's just like we have to kind of figure this out as we go
0: yeah which is which is really really cool and i i I like it i love seeing that kind of rebuilding stage and that's Mm -hmm. why I fell in love with The Walking Dead Yeah, was seeing that like going from troop to troop and like picking up a straggler and then having to claim your territory and like all these Mm -hmm. like crazy back to basics type stuff that's like this very fight-or-flight, caveman-esque thing, like, you're not part of my tribe, mm-hmm. I need this type thing. Or seeing, like, what happens to the world when
1: we have no order, like, in and and uh, a few issues where there's there's those cannibals, mm-hmm. like, crazy stuff like that happening.
0: Yeah, and, and just seeing, like, the breakdown. And so with the stage four, this is typically where, like, between stage three and stage four is mm-hmm. where we're typically seeing most of our zombie media take place. Yeah, uh, So this is, like, Already, stuffs happened. You've been in the hospital, apparently mm-hmm. in a coma forever, and the world's gone. Mm-hmm. And you know, it takes years and years and years to survive this. And with this estimation, even if you live throughout the zombie apocalypse and it somehow died off or it's contained, the estimate is that one, either humanity's extinct, or two, you're able to fend it off, but only a sixth of humanity is remaining. Yeah. So, which is, so you get between those numbers. Not
1: bad for the environment. No, great for the environment. (laughs) But uh, bad for your sanity and uh, just your way of life, essentially. That's just kind of crazy thinking. Like, this isn't out of the realm of possibility. I mean, Mm -hmm. you never know. This is—I think this is more realistic than zombie— or this is, like, a lot more realistic than werewolves or
0: vampires. Sure. No, it definitely is. And like we said with Simon Pegg's quote, I mean, we've kind of personified death. Mm hmm. And trying to be like, OK, so like this is the ultimate kind of villain because they can't die and they are death. We gave them a name and a face basically and put them on camera. So this kind of leads us in. So we've, we've kind of talked about this. I mean, you're asking this is a Halo podcast. What are we doing with this right yeah, now? Yeah. Like so, so thank you for staying with us this far. Yes. This is our our zombie podcast now. Thank you very much. No, we we wanted to start this off and then give you the current way, the current day that we're in of -hmm. 2019 of an actual how would we respond to a traditional media zombie outbreak. Yeah, and the reason we want to compare it, you know, the the flood
1: versus zombie is we kind of have like that controlled subject of Mm -hmm. like, okay, this is how we would respond to the zombie outbreak. So could we apply this? to the same way like could we be
0: prepared to like say a flood outbreak exactly and so if none of you have seen this before it's pretty cool and so the cdc put together a thing on how to kind of survive during a zombie outbreak Mm -hmm. uh, which is just a cool way for you to kind of read and see like if it was a natural disaster here's the things you should have Mm -hmm. Um, but here is their zombie preparedness document so few things to have in your safety bunker or running or wherever you are away from zombies. Plenty of water. Plenty of food, obviously. Medical supplies that you need. Tools and supplies. They say utility knife, duct tape, battery-powered radio. I don't see shotgun on there. So I would add that to the list. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, a knife for cutting the duck. No, let's get get a shotgun. Yeah, you you get that going. And then plenty of other stuff, sanitation, clothing, your important documents, because apparently people are going to need that, and first aid. That's what the CDC has. Mm -hmm. Now, I need to push that a little bit more. My zombie preparedness plan. I've had this prepared forever. (laughs) And I'll tell you, this has been forever, because I'm going to reference some shows
1: here. Alex, the second we kind of officially confirmed this is an episode we'll
0: be doing, Alex is like... Finally, this years of knowledge I have, I can say it. You guys will have to listen to my shitty plan that I've told other people. (laughs) Now more people will know it. Here's what you do. Mm -hmm. Go back to circa 2015 when that show Hoarders was very, very big. Yeah. And you need to find one of the hoarders who is just got all the guns. Uh Uh-huh. You need to find them and see which where they live. Because they usually kind of reveal those areas, mm-hmm. where they've got that going. That's option one for your guns. Option two, doomsday preppers. Yes. They already showcase where their bunkers are and what their yeah. ammunition supplies are. That's where you can go for kind of your, your needle. Mm-hmm. But that's that's if
1: those people are willing to let you in. Because have you ever seen kind of like... Uh, they also could be crazy if you've seen, uh, it's kind of really off topic, like War of the Worlds. Mm-hmm. They kind of like bunked in with that guy and then they had to like kill him because he was crazy. Yep. So you ne- I, I'd say I would trust
0: hoarders before doomsday preppers. That's just me. Well, regardless of killing them, I'm taking their <laughs> stuff. They're not part of my thing. <laughs> and so uh, so I need, to, I need to go to one of them first because the next plan is extreme couponing.
1: Uh see, so you, you, then you'd have to kill my mom. She's an extreme couponer.
0: Rip and peace, mom. <laughs> <laughs> and I would, I would, we would have food stores for days, for years there.
1: And you'd have so much soap for years.
0: Man, so and you'd have everything—paper towels. Man, uh, hey, you give me that. You give me some double ply TP for some zombie apocalypse. Good. <laughs> I think toilet paper in general during a zombie apocalypse would be
1: a hot commodity. It would, or a portable bidet. Ooh, are they, they have portable bidets. Zombie apocalypse, it would. <laughs> So, so you think you'd, you'd, you'd be able to pull this off? I would. You would? Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I think I'd, I'd go pretty early, and that's just because I think panic would set in for me. I'd like to think I'm a survival kind of guy, but at the end of the day, I am definitely a product of my surroundings. I am a millennial, so I probably—you know, the internet would go out. I wouldn't be able to Google this um, on my phone— <laughs> Because I have no service and, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't text you and be like, Alex, um, where you at? And you'd be, you know, if I could, you'd be like, uh, currently in a bunker, not telling you. You know, like phone lines would still be there. You think?
0: They'd have to be torn down.
1: You never know. What was, what was the, uh... I mean, if, you, if you've if you seen uh, World War Z, you see it gets chaotic. And, like, you also got to think of, like, different scenarios of, like, what kind of zombies are we dealing mm, with? True. So, like, thinking, like, that World War Z kind of thing where, like, th- everything's just terrorized and crazy. Uh, you never know. Like, we have copters coming in shooting missiles, so—
0: that's true. That is true. Um, I want some, like, Romero zombies. You want some like, Walking Dead stuff. A slower kind of people. So it's like only if you're mm-hmm. overwhelmed. Yeah,
1: more of an overwhelmed thing. I don't want like them cheating. <laughs> you don't want to make it too hard? No. This is like your ideal zombie apocalypse. Like, if you had to deal with one. Yeah. Do you think you could still deal with it if it was World War Z, 28 Days Later style?
0: No. No? <laughs> yeah, well... Well, uh, yes, if if I pick the right people to be with me, mm-hmm. if I follow the Zombieland guide. Oh, uh, yeah, Zombieland is something we didn't talk mm-hmm, about. And, we just watched that the other day. Yeah, see, and uh, good cardio. You got to have it. Yeah. Can't be the slowest. Yeah, no. I do
1: Stairmaster four or five times a week, but I've also learned that that does not equate to running at all. I could go upstairs very quickly, that'd be, but that's that'd be, it. That'd be pretty
0: good, though. That's one good asset. Yeah, but think of, like, as long as you're better at stairs than someone in your group and there's zombies chasing you... True. Yeah, let's let's put this in. Don't get attached to your group. No. Do not get attached to your group. No. You can't. Because if you do, uh, sentiment will drag you down and you'll just be screwed over. Exactly. All right. So, now that we've kind of discussed through our amazing zombie plan that, I mean, Jesse will die, I will live and <laughs> reign as the king of zoms, the king of the Zeds, as some might say... Um, I kind of want to transition this out. Because, I, like I said, we want to start this episode off with if... I'm assuming everyone listening is very familiar with the flood. But if mm-hmm. you're just not familiar with it, we wanted to give you kind of how the flood came about. Some of the things that they drew upon. uh Whether, you know, mm-hmm. just old-style zombies, things like that. And now we want to kind of talk about, uh like, what is a standard flood outbreak? Like, what does yeah. that involve? Like, uh-huh. how does that happen?
1: Yeah. And so, and so of course... of our viewers know who the Flood is. They're uh, uh, basically, like, I'm just gonna put it in layman terms space zombies. Mm -hmm. Um, Once we start diving into, like, say, the Forerunner trilogy, you will learn a lot more about the Flood, but we'll cover that once we get there. Uh, basically, the, how the flood will infect you is th- they uh, they get in touch with your nervous system and they take over uh, any kind of organic being. So, you know, sometimes in a zombie outbreak, dogs are fine. Like I think Dawn of the Dead, mm-hmm. they, 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 they release that dog. Nothing is fine with the flood. Nothing is off limits. As long as it's organic and has a nervous system, it will attack you. It will infect you. What happens is then they take over your body, starts to decompose, and they you become part of a very bigger picture. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I like that that will differentiate the the flood from any other kind of zombie is it's a collective kind of colony and these minds all linking together, and we'll we'll talk about it here soon to to become this this mass uh, kind of monster.
0: Yeah, think of this if you took like like a, a modern day zombie. And one of those like parasitic bugs mm-hmm. that goes in, like other bugs, and they can fully yeah. control it and it like changes how it does stuff. Like, that's, yeah. that's your zombie right there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so the, the flood kind of does that. Um, and we see how they're kind of able to do that in the book, The Flood. Yeah. And kind of what they can do. And they can just basically rearrange your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so another thing that's
1: unique is that they absorb your memories. Mm-hmm. So that's why we can see the Flood wielding any kind of weapon, for the most part, and driving vehicles, which I think we only see in Halo 2. But still, like, the Flood, if they infect a Marine, they can get a Warthog and start driving around and try to ram you and, and whatnot. Uh, so let's break down, like, h- what kind of uh, Flood can infect you. We have spores, which these are these are airborne. You know, it's almost like if you take a dandelion and blow it, you know, you can just breathe that in, which is something we don't see in the game. But I think it's really cool that there's this idea that you can walk through this quarantine zone and just just take a breath. And all of a sudden you're going to change
0: in in front of someone's eyes. Yeah. And I believe we see in later media that spores are some of the one things that do survive, like some of the ring blasts that have Mm -hmm. traveled elsewhere, that spores made their way. And can get into other places, so we'll we'll see that in a little bit later. Yeah, uh,
1: you have tadpoles, which are kind of just the the baby version of the pods, and the pods is what we see in all the games. They're the little uh, flood that run around and try to come onto you, and then pop when they touch your shield. Uh, so they're they're the uh, standard thing that are going to kind of infect you. We have cedars, which they're the airborne versions of the pod infectors, mm-hmm. and they're again only purpose is to infect. Uh, We have carrier forms, which we all know them. They're just the giant fat blobs with tentacles and legs that run at you. Yeah, and they just incubate the pods. And the second you kill them, they blow up and you have to deal with the pods. And finally, uh, it's it's rare, but if a pure form, a tank form, if it's coming at you, sometimes it'll be seen spitting uh, pods at you. So, again, it's, like, all these ways that you're getting pods thrown at you, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's the most standard way for it to happen. Again, you have, like, the spores, like, that element of, like, breathing and whatnot. So you have to kind of basically just guard yourself no matter what. Yeah. And so then you have stages of an infection.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's—and like like zombies, mm-hmm. there's four stages. Exactly. So you started with the feral stage. Uh, which is the flood communicate through pheromones, and they have one goal is to collect calcium to create a grave mine, because at this point they don't have one. And yeah. they're just kind of going through, like, just like you said, like pheromones and scent and trying to just get the material mm-hmm. that, or get material that they need. Yeah, they, they, they're like, okay, we,
1: we need we need a leader.
0: Let's do this. And
1: this is what we see in, um, the, in Halo Combat Evolved. Mm-hmm. We start seeing them like okay let's let's start breaking out let's let's start collecting uh, that calcium and whatnot because we see keys start to become a grave mind mm-hmm. like luckily that never actually truly happens but then we have the coordinated stage which at this point uh, the flood now have a grave mind and it's the the one controlling all of them is what we see in Halo Two for the first mm-hmm. time and then hear about in Halo Three and learn about. Uh, within the greg bear trilogy which i think i've i've always loved this is because it's almost like again you never see that in in any kind of zombie thing like there's no one head honcho or anything like that so it's really cool that a kind of different way that the flood have been separated from modern zombies but still have that inspiration you know
0: yeah and and then we see the interstellar stage which we start to see in halo 3 Mm-hmm. Um because we're actually seeing so basically what 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 uh the interstellar stage is is they've now taken over space traveling species. Yeah. So at this point it's pretty much the covenant, and they start infecting hosts in a galaxy. So they it, you'll see it, they start to come to Earth, and with Grave Mind's mm-hmm. help, they able they're able to pilot a covenant ship and yeah. UNSC ships and like all these other ones and able to make it to Earth with that.
1: Yeah, which even at the interstellar stage, you're really starting to panic because mm-hmm. it's it's now like they can kind of pop up wherever, you know with a like doing a slip space rupture. And then it moves on to the transgalactic stage, which we've never seen before in the universe. It's theoretical. But at this point, the Flood are now using all captured technology to start infecting other galaxies. So the Milky Way is all said and done, say in this stage, humanity, the the Covenant, everyone is now the Flood. They're a part of this collective being. Now they're moving on to these other species within the Halo universe that we've never heard of. Mm -hmm. And who knows if they can combat them or not. Chances are probably not. Luckily, we've never seen this before, but maybe in Halo Infinite? Maybe that's
0: how Halo, that, that's how the series ends. Wow, that would be a, I'll just say that would be an ending. If you just start and you go, hey, every level is Flood. <laughs> oh People my God. would love that. <laughs> just like that, Uh, the, the
1: name escapes me in Halo 3. That's like one of the most hated missions you know what oh, I'm it's talking a about?
0: Stupid one where you are going through all the infected ship and it's just yeah. all yeah.
1: Which again, name escapes me. So don't get on us for not knowing the name. Yeah.
0: You know what the name is? Stupid one where you go in and you have the stupid shooter forms shooting fucking things at you the entire Cal- time. Calcium spikes. Yeah, they trying. Yeah, it, it's I, I just ran through it on legendary. I hate
1: it. That's definitely one of the few levels you just run. Mm -hmm. You just go through and you're like, hate it, hate it. Uh, uh, uh." Let's talk about the ways that different factions within the Halo universe have kind of dealt with the Flood, which we'll start with the low-hanging fruit, which is the Halo Array. Uh, The Halo Ring destroys the central nervous system of... Of any organism, uh, leaving basically the flood to quote starve. Now, uh, halo rings can actually kind of be dialed down to where if like it just wanted to destroy the central nervous system of say humans mm-hmm. or elites or grunts, like they could do that. But I don't think that's ever really going to be a situation. Like if the flood are out there, like they're not really picking and choosing mm-hmm. what they infect. Um, then we have forerunner sentinels. Now, of course, the uh, forerunners themselves, they 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 fought and lost to the flood and they had you know many different kind of weapons and the main ones they had were sentinels which we see in all three halo games whether we're working with them or fighting against them mm-hmm. Uh, it starts with you know we have three major ones which are aggressor sentinels uh, used f- for just small scale outbreaks. They shoot beams that melt through the flood. So that's your like traditional sentinel you see yeah, the ones we those are always smaller ones and then we have the uh, enforcer sentinel, which we first see in Halo 2. Mm-hmm. That one's used to fight more larger scale outbreaks. it fires energy balls and missiles. And then we have the super sentinel, and it's just used for crowd control. This is when it's just all hell breaks loose.
0: Yeah, and enforcers were such a cool thing to see when you're like, all right, so we're used to fighting, you know, the... Lasers, yeah, tiny lasers in these mm-hmm. sentinels, and then you have rockets and other stuff shooting at you that are and grabbing, grabbing your vehicle if you yeah. get on it. Never expected that the first time I ever played. <laughs> you were just like, "What the fuck?" When you're going down that snow hill in your scorpion, and yeah. they just spawn right above you, and you're just like, "What is going on?" Dude,
1: I was so confused the first time I ever played
0: that. <laughs> yeah, so. Other other ways is
1: uh, glassing, mm-hmm. which we saw, you know, within the lore, uh, even ancient humanity was capable of doing. But we mainly see the covenant doing um, glassing or better known as plasma bombardment is when he- heavy plasma beams are shot onto the planet or the surface of a planet to burn everything it touches. And it leaves the surface reduced to nothing but glass. And it could even destroy the ecosystem and the atmosphere. Yeah, because that heat just pierces everything right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's crazy that the glass itself can stay hot for years. And in the case of Draco 3, it was recorded that it was still hot after nine years later. Like... I, can't, I can only imagine, and even the process alone to get rid of glass takes years and years and years. So it's definitely a very effective method. Delta Halo uh, was glassed after that infection in Halo 2, mm-hmm. and we even saw parts of Africa that were glassed after uh, we saw a flood infection on Earth. So it's definitely, it's very effective because we kind of see the one of the best ways to combat the flood is fire.
0: Yeah, and you see that, um, you know, through the flamethrower in 3 mm-hmm. and through, like, fire grenades and things like that, which are amazing yeah. with it. Um, Thank you, brutes. Yeah. The one thing I will say about glassing, about having the removal of it, mm-hmm. plenty of windows. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if if your planet's about recycling, then you're good to go. Plenty. You, you guys want a sliding glass door? Boom. Done <laughs> cheap. Done for cheap too. <laughs> I'll take care of that for you. <laughs> Next to nothing. We
1: have. It's almost like a. It's like uh, you have like a so much stock that you need to get rid of it kind of thing. Like we have a lot of glass. Oh, you give us something to do with it. That's a Rick and Morty season four sketch
0: for you right there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah and so it it's always like it's kinda of, it was kind of convenient, yes. when we found out that's a way
0: that you can do it uh so, it's just destructive like it's it's hugely destructive for that mm-hmm. area,
1: yeah, and so another thing is plasma weapons, mm-hmm. you know plasma can can burn your skin so bad and leave lasting marks for years and years and years, so they are some of the perfect things to use. Against the flood, you have like the plasma rifle, repeater, the beam rifle, plasma pistol, etc. Like Energy all those, sword. yeah, all those various weapons that you can use that'll burn right through the flood. Because I remember we talked about uh, when our last episode is like chief tried using a sniper rifle
0: It just went straight through did it, did
1: not work at yeah. all. So, so definitely, you need things that are very hot or. More explosive weapons like uh, a shotgun, a brute spiker, a brute shot, or grenades—things mm-hmm. that will just basically blow it up and reduce it to nothing.
0: Yeah, and it's it's really neat that it's it's kept true to that, which is really cool because it's either put a huge amount of rounds into it mm-hmm. or get a gun that can do some decent damage
1: to it. Yeah, like just blow it the hell up. Mm-hmm. And so finally, you know, we kind of look at something that has always been kind of a topic for debate, but it's still out there as a possibility and is there a cure for this as of right now it stands there is a one in a billion chance of a cure and so far there has been no cure found during the greg bear trilogy uh they kind of talk about how they thought they had a cure But it was suspected that this was more of a a flood strategy where they weren't infecting certain things. But overall, according to the timeless one, it's an ancient grave mind. Uh, the the flood can never truly be beaten. They're the beginning, the middle, the end. Like no matter what you think, you think you've contained us. Uh, at the end of the day, we will show up again. It's kind of just that kind of got the inspiration of zombies, which is it's death. No yeah. matter what,
0: you cannot avoid it. Yeah, and and they just did it really well and and made it to be a thing. Like you said, like it's yeah. like, it's inevitable. We mm-hmm. are you. Like like, and, that, yeah. and that's what I love is that like. It's it's oh man, it's so cool! It's like the taking over, mm-hmm. uh, and the one thing that uh, like through research and through playing the games is really cool is there's no way to effectively prevent a flood infection just because mm-hmm. it like spikes in takes you through your nervous system, but the one thing that they have found yeah. is that you can scramble the neurofrequency of the host, yeah, uh, which which they coin as Boren syndrome which is aka the cover up for the Orion project. Yes, the Spartan ones. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and and if people don't know uh, Sergeant Johnson is a, a quote Spartan one, and that's how he was able to kind of sneak away from whenever keys and the rest of those uh ODST and Marines were looking for that quote Covenant weapons cache.
0: Yeah, that's how you call it uh fixing a loophole.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> and, and there are uh, there are specific armors that you can wear to combat the flood. Mm-hmm. I know, um uh, Hidden Xperia, great YouTube channel for all things Halo lore, He's he has a video that breaks down kind of the use for all of the Spartan armors, and there are a handful that are used, you know, for these flood outbreaks, which there are even procedures out there to say in case a Spartan ever got infected, which it's never happened, but it's— it's almost a war against one spartan if it becomes infected because it mm-hmm. also has the knowledge yep. uh, and which again is something that i want to go back to is this idea that the flood have your knowledge so they know where you live they 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 know how to drive your car they know where you know if you are a high ranking unsc member they know all the secrets and that's why keys was so adamant about
0: letting the uh the flood know where earth was mm-hmm. yeah i think that would be a neat storyline, depending on how far you want to say Infinite is in the future. Let's say, let's, let's just... I esti- think, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I think it's two or three years, which is lame. I don't know for sure. I want it to be 100 years, because here's why. Here's alternate timeline DLC. This is Halo uh-huh. Infinite plus 100, because it's infinite. <laughs> you now have thousands of Spartans. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands Let's even say that. Now you can infect them. Ooh. And then you fight against Spartans.
1: Ooh, that would be a good one. Again, I I I know that it's they've said infinite is X amount of months or years or whatever mm. after Halo Five. So again, we're covering our asses. Don't slaughter us for knowing off the top of our hand or our heads. That's why it's infinite. It can be whatever you want it to be. Exactly. Until they release the trailer Sunday, and then. It's whatever they say
0: it's going to be. Yeah, then ignore what I just said.
1: And yeah, so now that we know like a little bit more about the flood, let's move on to modern day June 2019. If a flood spore or, you know, an infector pod were to find itself in the middle of St. Louis, what would happen? How would we combat this? Would we survive? A big thing I want to point out, Is that in Halo 3, when the flood found its way on Earth in Africa, in uh, New Mombasa and Voi, we had the covenant to come save our ass last minute. Mm -hmm. Granted, it was the covenant ship that they used to get here. We had the covenant to save our ass. We do not have the covenant to glass that region right now. So we have to look at it this way. You know, what would happen and and how quickly would it... And so, you know, we have... Basically, what's going to happen is it'll start breaking out very quickly. The, the flood are are kind of more like that. Twenty eight days later, mm-hmm. they're very quick. Uh, no messing around. Not slow. If if you don't know they're coming and they surprise you, you're done. Uh, we also were very limited to the technology we have now. Granted, we have shotguns, we have grenades, we have flamethrowers, but that won't always help. Uh, I know something that people have brought up before, because I've even seen some threads about a modern-day flood outbreak, is nukes. I don't think people realize the effects that nukes have, and that even, like, you let's reference um, World War Two. Those there are some areas that you still can't go to because of the effects and the radiation. So, oh, yeah, I
0: mean, even think of just Chernobyl, yeah,
1: where it wasn't even a nuclear warhead, it was just an, a reactor, yeah. And so, granted, it's possible, and you got to think of should we nuke this area, and you even got to realize would the government have time to even ask that question, or would it be too late? I want to ask you, Alex, how long do you think it would take? Because clearly this whole episode has kind of led to this question, would we survive a flood outbreak? And I, you know, the obvious answer here is no. Of course, we want to do this episode because it's fun as hell to research this mm-hmm. stuff. So the question or the answer is no, like we're not going to survive it. How long do you think that the world would survive until it was 100 percent
0: flood infected? I think you have to make two discernments between this. One is a world that is not prepared and doesn't know what the flood is. Uh Similar to like we talked about zombie outbreaks being like Mm -hmm. no news if there's a small outbreak, but there might be news with a bigger one and there's crazy news when there's a huge one. Uh So we have to think of it that way. Yeah. The second way we think of it is it's an earth that's fully prepared with what we have today. It's all our modern technology today. Nothing's invented. But everyone knows it's coming Mm -hmm. and people can begin training and figure that stuff out. Okay. Um, so I think we start with, one, our zombie preparedness plan thing we kind of talked about, which mm-hmm. is like, we don't really know. It's it's happening in small areas, and it could be even seen as, like, an Ebola outbreak type thing mm-hmm. or, or, or something small like that. Yeah. So I would say it, I think it's going to work the same way these zombie things work. I think you're going to have—I ta- th- I think in, in a different way that zombies work, it's not going—you're never going to have a, a class one, class two— you're going to start at a class three, basically. Yeah. Because by the time you are even noticing what's happening, you have these creepy, decrepit humanoids running around mm-hmm. with spores and pods and yeah. everything else. And they can use weapons as well <clears> and <throat> drive your vehicles to get. To more population could, could you imagine in rural America some floods driving a tractor down the road' <laughs> I, I just think, getting to the big city think of the
1: opposite too is uh, a Tesla there they, a, a, a self-driving Tesla to the country to find <laughs> just a in moped
0: fact, I just want to see a moped flood now
1: the uh, what about the scooters the motorized scooters a flood on a scooter
0: God, Bird, you have ruined us. Bird has, <laughs> Bird has spread the outbreak more than we
1: know. In case anyone doesn't know or don't li- you know, doesn't live in a big city, there are motorized scooters you can rent by the minute. Mm-hmm. Here. And everywhere. so we're trying to imagine a flood
0: on that. I think it would be amazing. Be pretty sweet. Someone draw that for us, please. <laughs> uh yeah, so I mean, I th- I think it would be automatically class three. It would be something where you you basically have to pick places that'll be bastions mm-hmm. and you will have to burn it, it, it'll be very much like napalm strikes everywhere yeah. It'd be the same type of deal if you guys haven't watched any of the 28 days or 28 weeks i highly recommend it and you've played halo so we're just going to assume this is a mature audience it's a rated r movie like it's mm-hmm. yeah for, for what it is but it, it really deals with it very well in 28 weeks because they're they're dealing with the containment and they're doing napalm strikes and all this other stuff so i think it would be very close to how that's handled? Yeah,
1: I could definitely agree with that. But say, like, how long do you think it would take if if those don't work? And we are combating it, and we're ready, and we're kind of pushing back, even though
0: we're still getting ready to have our backs against the wall. I would say travel. Let's say, let's say like we said, let's say it starts in one area. There's uh-huh. not there's not um, slip space ships coming in and that mm-hmm. stuff. It starts yeah. in one area. I would say with travel time less than six months. Less than six months. Mm-hmm. I want, I you know what? Even if we're combating
1: it, I want to give it a month because of how quickly they can spread, and it's not only limited to humans; it's limited to everything. Mm-hmm. So you could be getting chased and infected by a a flood rabbit or a flood gerbil. You know, like nothing's off the table. And we even see like we see example of that within Halo Wars, like all the different animals that you see, and mm-hmm. you're just like wondering, you're like what was that even before it was infected? Like, it's almost like uh, the the xenomorphs from Alien. Yeah. Like, you can infect a dog or a human or anything like that. So definitely, I want to say a month, even though we're prepared, best case scenario, a month. Because they also take over the landscape and everything else. Like, you you know, we see in that at level in Halo 3, like, the whole ship is just nothing but flood. That's true. That's very true.
0: Yeah, and and thinking back to, like... They'd be able to pilot things they would need to pilot um, mm. and get to where needed to go. So Lime scooters, all that all that jazz. <laughs> Lime scooters. They'd have their Uber drivers taken with they to go. <laughs> it's definitely
1: like it's it's terrifying to think about whether it's you know, the more realistic zombies or the fictitious flood. Mm-hmm. Um, but even and you know, we're kind of giving it anywhere from a month to six months. If you look at a world that's unprepared about this and would never think of this, I'd give it a week or two.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it would, it would really depend on, like what we said before, are people willing to take that that, that loss of life, mm-hmm. of, okay, launch seven nukes at that coastline? The co- whole continents could get destroyed. Yeah, you, you'd have we, to. We
1: would lose, like, you know, like, you know, we could lose chunks of, of South America or Africa, you know. Okay, so now let's look at a scenario where the world is prepared.
0: Yeah. Let, let's, let, let's just, because we're playing devil's advocate, this is whatever we want it to be. Let's say, uh, let's say a flood has come. It infected a couple people. They killed it, but they mm-hmm. realized that that's a problem.
1: Yeah, this is now a lingering threat.
0: Yes. So let's let's give let's give the world itself, and let's 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 take politics out of it. Let's take any of that, and then mm-hmm. the UNSC is formed. Yeah, and you have a year, yeah, to prepare the prepare the people so of Earth. Let's say like twenty twenty. Yeah. So like by
1: 2020 we have Oh
0: no, it's during the Olympics too. Oh shit. Japan.
1: Oh man. Is it summer or winter though? Summer. I don't care then.
0: I'm a winner. I'm a winter Olympics man. Oof. This is now a Jesse's off the podcast podcast. Oh, oh, come on. <laughs> All right, so 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 summer of 2020 starting today. Mm-hmm. So so you get a year to prepare, you get a year to prepare your citizens, your arsenal, whatever you can. Yeah. Um man, I want to give it –
1: I'd say, again, I don't think that we'd make it out, but I want to say
0: a year or two. I I, I want to say 12 to 18 months, not two. I'd give them time. I'd give them time because I uh, even if we didn't invent – because let's also say like we'd somehow discovered the best ways to do it. It's not that we're like we we somehow did it. It's like somehow Forerunner technology is like this is what you do, and we're doing the best we can with what we have type stuff. So it's like, hey, flames work really well. Hey, they have to pierce this. So if you have, like, armor Mm -hmm. that does that. So, yeah, I I would say that, too. I would say people would, you know, would get behind it and do what they got to do. Yeah. I still,
1: as I said, even in, in 2552... Humanity was only able to make it out because we had the help of the Covenant to glass uh, mm-hmm. that part of Africa. So I want to say we don't have that in 2020. Who knows? No. This is our made-up fantasy, so anything goes. Uh, the Covenant and the unicorns can come together, <laughs> but really, yeah. um, just I I think I I still want to stick with my 12 to 18 month uh plan just because the the idea of like humans being able to fend this off no matter how well we are prepared the flood are pretty inevitable and i think we won't have the technology and as prepared as we are to to still be able to fight them off totally and survive and make it to even a two-year point
0: oh i I fully agree i mean once again go to any of our zombie stuff we talk about Mm -hmm. um it's it's a thing where even if the the government called in and doing this it's even if you're prepared as much as you can once you have overwhelming numbers yeah there's not much you can do yeah and that's that's what happens with the flood very quickly is that they just
1: grow and they grow and they grow and then you can even look at like what happens the second a grave mind is formed if it can get to that point then they're more coordinated and that way you know there's more method to their madness and everything is just kind of going to shit Mm -hmm. so
0: overall let's say how, how would you deal with this Oh, I'm really glad you asked, because I do have the foolproof plan um, that no one in apparently years and years of fighting the Flood have ever thought about. Go for it. Um, it it's it's not necessarily a weapon. It's not necessarily anything that you really need with that. Um, you, what you really need, this is what you truly need. Everyone write this down real quick. Uh, get a pen. Give them a, a second. Get a, get a paper. Pen and paper, or pull out your phone, pull out notes. Yeah, do what you to do. Okay. You need a pin cushion suit. You, you pincushion suit. You need like a morph suit with a bunch of needles sticking out of it. Okay. Like uh I think like old like there was like Asian armor like that at one point. I yeah. think so. You need stuff like that because guess what? When you have a pod trying to infect you, boop, popped. Pops, exactly. We don't have we don't have the uh the Mjolnir armor. No. And or the shields. Don't need it, obviously. <laughs> Those shields run out, you still get overrun. Exactly true. You got some pincushion armor, you're good to go. <laughs> oh man. How'd you deal with the flood? That could be any better than that.
1: Yeah. Okay. Let's say this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I told you I would be no good with regular zombies, and let's even go with the uh, with the the walker kind of zombie where they're slow. And uh, I'd still feel like I'd get overwhelmed with the flood. Um, I have no combat experience whatsoever. I've shot a gun three or four times in my life, so I'd like to think that once again, um, I'm probably going to end up taking one for the team. Probably, you know, if you're on our team, I'd take one for you and your your pin cushion outfit. Well, you can have one, too. Uh, Oh, me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then never mind. I think we're good to go. Yeah, I'd
0: (laughs) obviously mass (laughs) produce these.
1: (laughs) How much are you selling these for?
0: Oh, uh, you know, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> yeah. We'll have, we'll have, we'll have You'll, uh, you'll
1: owe me. You'll owe me something. It's yeah, fine.
0: It'll be great. Well, and what we'll do is when everyone like really gets into the spirit of it, mm-hmm. I'll do different colors. We have different teams. You have Ooh. kill counts on Bubble. Like, how many of you popped today? And uh, it'll be like Pokemon Go, Ooh. but it'll just be Flood popping. There we go. Are you going to have an app for this? Of course. There you got you... to monetize
1: despair. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So yeah, overall uh, I I I like how we did this. Mm-hmm. Um we talked about this before. I know we're not going to be doing so much like this is this is kind of kind of how you're going to get your lore from us every now and again. Episodes like this are going to be a little shorter around the hour mark. I know typically we shoot for about an hour and a half, but stuff like this is just a fun topic to take a break from
0: uh, going and following all the media, you know? Yeah, and and seriously, let us know what you think because one, it gives us just a fun break to do just kind of crazy research mm-hmm. that's not necessarily focused specifically on a media uh, from the Halo universe. Yeah, because um, zombie research was fun. It, uh, it's always yeah. fun to do like this stuff like this. It is, and then and go back and rewatch some movies I haven't watched in a bit and play some games. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just great. So, seriously, let us know what you think. Um, also, if anyone wants to uh, draw us in pincushion suits like those shout outs will be going all over the place. Uh, th- yeah, those are our two requests. Alex and I in pincushion suits and a uh, uh,
1: a flood form uh, riding some kind of motorized scooter. Oh pfft. man, you'd make our day. That it would be great. We'll we'll uh, we'll we'll find something from the studio and send it to you. We'll find something. Perfect. yeah it's overall this was a really fun one to do expect these every now and again if you like it let us know if you don't we'll still probably do them anyway because they were fun they're great
0: (laughs) so yeah uh what's our next episode alex it's about the human covenant war rages on as the alien juggernaut sweeps exonerably inexonerably toward its final goal destruction of all human life we are reading Eric Nylon's second book for our Halo universe. It is First Strike. Yeah, and
1: it's a it's a good one. Um once currently listening to it right now on audiobook. And it's 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 gonna be really, really fun. Again, just like Fall of Reach, just like Flood. Expect the same walkthrough, the mm-hmm. research, all that
0: fun stuff. That'll be within two weeks from now. Yeah, so I mean that gives you guys some time. To check it out um, and kind of go along with us and just, just enjoy the moment. And we just want to hear what you guys have to say about it. Exactly. And with that, I'm your host, Jesse Reiners. And I'm your
1: host, Alex Kendall. And thank you for tuning in to Finish the Fight, a Halo podcast. Halo. It's finished. No.
0: I think we're just getting started.